of us have had trouble getting the cuts of pork we like at the grocery store. We've also heard that pigs are being euthanized, even as food banks face surging demand from people who've lost jobs. How can this be? That's the question we explore in this episode of Farms, Food, and You, a podcast from NC State University's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. In each episode, we'll talk with our experts in agriculture, food, and nutrition on topics that affect both food producers and consumers. I'm Dee Shore, and I'm glad you're listening. This week, we'll hear from an NC State economist, an NC State Extension animal scientist, and a farmer who's been raising pigs since he was a young boy. They all say that disruptions taking place in the pork supply chain could affect farmers and consumers for months to come. James Lamb is worried. Shortly after North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper issued stay-at-home orders in late March, the Sampson County pig farmer received a batch of newly weaned piglets. Last week, his piglets had reached 40 to 50 pounds and were ready to move on to a new farm where they'll be raised to market weight. But for the first time in his 22 years as a pig farmer, Lamb didn't have a good grasp on what would happen next. It is in limbo at this point. If the pigs I sell next week, I have a place to go. I will find that out Friday. I anticipate my placement back numbers will be lower until prices go back up or uh, obviously if, if we can get a handle on COVID-19. Why is this happening here? Closures at processing plants in other states, as well as slowdowns happening right in North Carolina and around the country, have, in the words of NC State economist Kelly Zeering, shocked the pork supply chain. The slowdowns haven't been as widespread in our state, and our pork processing plants haven't had to close. Still, because the industry is such a big part of North Carolina's economy, the situation is taking a toll. Pig production and pork processing are an important part of the economy of rural North Carolina and uh, are an important part of the U.S. supply of pigs and pork. The inventory of pigs in North Carolina was uh, estimated at 9.2 million pigs uh, recently. And uh, that's despite having a, a legislative cap in place that has resulted in no new pig farms or expanded pig farms since 1997. Uh, that inventory was second largest in the U.S. up until March 1st, uh, at which time Minnesota uh, passed North Carolina. So North Carolina is the third largest inventory of pigs in the United States. Roughly 17 and a half million pigs are marketed each year from North Carolina. And of those, about 11 and a half to 12 million are uh, slaughtered and processed into pork in North Carolina. Uh, that, that slaughter and processing number is uh, just under 10% of the U.S. supply of pork. So North Carolina is extremely important as a supplier of pork in the country. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a pretty severe impact, Searing says. There have been two main effects. One is in the supply chain, illness among workers in pork processing plants has disrupted uh, pork processing. Many plants had 
closed, particularly in the Midwest, for a few days or a few weeks to try and clean up the plant and reduce the uh, presence of the virus in the plant. Workers were staying home sick, and so the plants were operating at less than capacity, maybe reducing shifts or just reducing the speed at which they operated. With processing plants closed or slowed down, they couldn't produce as much pork. In fact, Zeering says, production has been down about 20% from a year ago. This is compared to a situation where they were expecting to be processing somewhat more than what they did last year in response to global demand. So all of a sudden, there's uh, no place for pigs to go to be slaughtered, or at least less less space for them to go to be slaughtered. So there's a backup occurring at the farm and a shortage, uh, at least a reduced supply at the retail level. One other shock that the pandemic brought to the pork, pork industry was the shutdown of all the meals eaten away from home. These would be restaurants and institutions that made up a large part of pork demand, perhaps half or more than half of the the money spent on pork was spent on meals away from home. And so the loss of that or severe reduction in that market has had a big impact on uh, the pork industry as well. James Lamb puts this supply chain disruption into perspective, noting that the meat processing plants in his area were operating with reduced capacity he thinks that he and other pig farmers could see impacts for months. How COVID-19 affects my operation is that if the finishing operation uh, lag and in, in them shipping their pigs off to be processed, then when my pigs are at, need to go to a finishing operation at the end of two months, then they will have nowhere to go. So it backs everything up. And then when my pigs have nowhere to go, that also backs the sow farm up. These sows are bred, or some would say they're pregnant, and they have a due date that they're going to have pigs, and they're already pregnant and going to have the pigs, so then if they have nowhere to go in two, two, three weeks, it's uh, kind of, it's not like you can just hit a light switch and turn it off. Lamb trails off for a moment. I'm anticipating low numbers the remainder of the year. By low numbers, James is referring both to the numbers of pigs he'll receive and the amount of money he'll make as a farmer. If everything goes well and the pigs I sell next week have a place to go, I'm anticipating that I'm going to get more than 18% less pigs the following time due to them, the lower numbers in pigs coming out of the south farm. Which you, if you look at a turn that's two months, basically $1,000 a month less uh, off the top. And then, you know, if the next time I am more than 18%, obviously, that would be even more uh, to cut in income. I could feel the effects of this until early to mid-2021, even if today things were to miraculously turn back around. John Holt, an NC State Extension swine specialist, said Lamb's projections make sense. So, yeah, it's really a, a situation where we might see some short-term ramifications right now because pork may not be getting to the grocery stores or the normal supply channels. But when we actually see pigs that aren't marketed, that effect is probably coming three to four months 
And then as you look at the effect of not uh, adding sows or not breeding sows, now you're looking at that more six to eight months, 10 months time frame. So, so yeah, we really don't know today uh, what the long-term ramifications look like, but, but it can last a while. Um, we're, we're fortunate we have not had the major plant closings that other states have had to deal with, but, but we're certainly seeing the trickle-down effect of the rest of the industry. Uh, we have pigs that are maybe weaned in North Carolina that would be sent to Iowa for finishing. Uh, but Iowa right now is experiencing some plant closures and therefore growers are either not wanting to place those pigs uh, into barns or even have the room in their barns for those new weaned pigs that would be coming. Uh, so it's kind of creating an abundance of weaned pigs in North Carolina with no room in finishing barns. Why can't farmers just keep pigs on their farm until the market can take them? Holt says it comes down to animal welfare. Allowing pigs to grow beyond the market weight of 280 to 300 pounds can cause overcrowding in barns, which can lead to injuries. And putting pigs out to pasture can be problematic as well. Overexposure to the sun and to cold temperatures can cause health problems. Holt says that North Carolina farmers haven't faced the scale of euthanasia that's taken place in the Midwest. Farmers there have found the process draining. And as some people question whether the food supply system is broken, zeroing focuses on the months and years ahead. As we think about future impacts and implications of the COVID-19 pandemic, we can imagine that uh, many processes in every aspect of human activity will be redesigned to make them more resilient to disease outbreaks uh, like this one. Uh, pig production and pork processing are no exception to that general rule. Uh, some redesign of infrastructure and standard practices is already occurring uh, in pork processing plants and in pig production systems and longer-term changes will certainly occur. James Lamb, who became a farmer at age 16 when his father died suddenly, is focused on the near term. My main concerns are obviously for my, my family, uh, personal help and everything. So far, we had no uh, cases in, within my family. Uh, my mother, obviously, being 89, she's a high risk. And my kids and all, everybody's healthy. Uh, for myself, since I'm the major workforce of the farm, if, if I was to go down for, for uh, two weeks or something like that, you know, the concern is that if I have things in place that things could run without me being there or being incapacitated. And you know, for my community, my concern is our local economy here in Sampson County. Well, my hope for the future is that a speedy recovery of their, uh, my local and state and the country's economy um, and that we can get back to what we would call a normal lives. Thanks for listening to this episode of Farms, Food, and You, brought to you by North Carolina State University's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Learn more about the college and our podcast at go.ncsu.edu farms and share your thoughts 
We'd love to get your ideas and to hear what topics you'd like us to explore in the future.